Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Seaspire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 475, and today we'll be talking about Destiny from Adventure Time, Fiona and Kate. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So do you think this uh, episode is titled for Big Destiny or Little Destiny? <laughs> well, Little Destiny was... Uh, okay, maybe not the standout <laughs> character, but definitely the most important... Well, okay. He wasn't the standout character. He wasn't the most important addition, but by golly, he was there. And, uh, you know, notable for wanting to eat cake the whole episode and <laughs> to grow big or something. Uh, are you thinking about, what was his name? Potato? Potato? Wait, is there a separate small child named Potato that isn't Little Destiny? Little Destiny is the girl who was in love with oh, Lil J. Yes. I'm getting my names confused. I can't remember what the name of the cat eater is, but um, he's on my kill list. Oh my god. Scratch scratch all that. I was thinking of him because he's obnoxious. And Big Destiny's obnoxious. But Destiny's actual daughter is Little Destiny. So I'm making it here. I'm, I'm making it. Um, no, Little Destiny is actually a standout character. Has an incredibly important and interesting uh, romance going on with uh finn's daughter so that's cool um also wow we went through a whole lot meaning all of alternate farm world finn's family and then just having him casually brutally uh, maybe the most brutal murder we've ever seen in adventure time ever so that was cool (laughs) hold on i'm trying to find the weird one's name okay i have failed yeah, the only person's name I wrote down from this episode was Trauma John. So from now on, I'm just going to refer to every character as Trauma John because, well, that's just an amazing name. <laughs> so congratulations on whoever named him. So is Trauma John like a farm world Lemon John equivalent? Like big, <laughs> scary? I mean, they both have the name John in there, so I'm going to say yes. All right, awesome. There are so many. So many wonderful farm world characters. I love, I love this world's chuskus. But then, how could you, how could you not love the world's chuskus? It's weird seeing him because he's just a guy, and he's not more than that, right? Versus uh, the chuskus we know, which is, well, he's something. <laughs> he's something. Now. Oh, he definitely turns into something after uh, drinking the blood of Kokentepi. That does some things. Yeah, I guess he was always a normal goose before then, though. Even though he speaks in rhymes, he doesn't, uh... (laughs) At least in this world, he's not privileged to any other information or secrets in the world. But when offered his unmurdered life, he can can barter some info. Honestly, that promise is worth a lot in this world. I mean, we see, what, at least two people get hit on the head with bricks? Cinder blocks. (laughs) even use that once. I love that they repeated that. They have just the one person <laughs> get mugged for his uh, tire, and then we repeat this by knocking out Trauma John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But something that always bothers me is when you have a place like this, like a junk town where everything is destroyed and run down, except for this glass door that just so happens to get destroyed, right? As our characters come near it. It's like, no, I ain't buying that. Right, like, unless this town, um, you know, you could really stretch your imagination. Maybe these roving gangs have finally moved on to this town, and uh, this is the first time they're looting the library. But 
doesn't really seem to be the case. That that yeah. pyre they've built seems to have been around for a while. This is this is well lived in. I mean, this is Destiny Gang's world after all, or territory. So they they've probably been holding on to it for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure why uh, the library seemed like a promising idea, though, to Simon, who, uh, you know, he's trying his best to seem informed. Simon may be an archaeologist, but he loves his libraries, too. <laughs> uh, he'll, uh, he'll eventually get to find books <laughs> in some other multiverse, I think. <laughs> well, those are, those are special books. Uh, not the books <laughs> yeah. he's used to. They make for a fun collaborative reading experience, though. Simon Simon doesn't do a lot in this episode though. He's he's his big decision is that he is going to put on the crown again. And well, yeah, here we go, Simon. <laughs> yep, he already he already jumped on that sword last time. He's a damn fool though, as Finn points out. I was really wishing that he and Finn could like talk or commiserate. It's like Finn knows exactly what, uh, actually, he probably thinks the crown is much worse than, uh, the one Simon had to deal with. But Simon knows exactly what he's in for, and Finn is not aware of that. There's a little bit of a dramatic irony there. Yeah, it, it's really unfortunate. This farm world went through a lot. Like, I had to go visit the wiki again to remember just how crazy. Like, I think most people who followed the core of Adventure Time, you remember farm world and you remember that... Finn finds the crown, becomes Ice Finn. But uh, it it gets much crazier than that, because in that episode, uh, it, everything gets resolved, right? That's like the season four finale, season five return. But later, we come back to this world and just, isn't it great? Uh, Jake has also become the Lich. So that was like a <laughs> whole thing, which doesn't even get, that part doesn't get referenced here. Yeah, like Jake's just a nice old dog again. But yeah, that's why the crown was destroyed ultimately. And yeah, this Finn is just over it, right? Oh, he is so haunted. Yeah, it's bad. At least he got his some of his ladies in. He got he got his huntress wizard in there along with whoever else he had all these kids with. Um, yeah, did we ever find out who he married? No, I have a feeling this world doesn't really have many marriage ceremonies. I think he was with whoever he was with for the time they were alive while they were making soup and then died of disease or other horrible things. Yeah, not the not the nicest place. I loved how Fiona was just, oh, I've played enough post-apocalyptic RPGs to know. I want to know why that wonderful knife was just sitting there. <laughs> you think someone would have easily eluded that. Yeah, it's it's not rusted or anything, so it's either made of some nice stuff that won't oxidize, or it has somebody put it in that skeleton to be found. <laughs> yeah, well, there wasn't exactly evidence of burning, but I'm imagining, like, instant irradiation destruction to the members of the car. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Oh, I, I really liked, there's uh, one shot where we see a mushroom war soldier in, inside of a tree with his gas mask on. Yeah, the crazy thing about this world is there was no normal war, per se. I thought the Mushroom War happened, but uh, Simon stopped the Mushroom Bomb from going off, and so there was no Lich. Yeah, I don't even remember how there was a bomb in this world, because it was just frozen, if I remember correctly. Like, there wasn't an active 
global war happening where he prevented the bomb from exploding. There just was a bomb somewhere for some reason. You can you can tell that ten seasons of Adventure Time have faded away in my brain. <laughs> but uh, that's okay. I had completely forgotten about Destiny or a big Destiny as he is now. <laughs> Well, he is quite notable because of the ending shot of the episode he's in, like the glasses and the the bomb, you know, exploding oh, in front of that, him. Oh, that that still or that image, yes. Which kind of comes back in Steven Universe, actually, <laughs> with um, with well, Marty or someone like I remember that being a thing. Someone who has the exact same glasses, and it almost looked like an allusion to to the Adventure Time moment, which itself might be a reference to something. Uh, that's probably sour cream in the, um, episode where they get Peridot's escape pod. Most likely. Yeah, something like that. So anyway, like, back to the soldiers talking about, you know, oh, what happened with this bomb, whatever. So this world, the bomb exploded, and and also, like, they got rid of magic. So we just have a world that had a bunch of normal people fighting. Because it had just been so messed up. <laughs> and that's kind of a weird, different scenario. I wouldn't call them normal when you have, like, the reindeer boys and uh, whatever those freaks on the <laughs> tires uh, tires are. These guys are their own breed of crazy. Non-magical people. Okay, mundanes. Muggles. <laughs> yes, yes, muggles, as it were. But yeah, there's that, that part to me, it's it's... It always impresses me that for everything we keep learning in the Adventure Time universe, there's still some pretty solid mysteries they've left at the absolute core, right? Like, what the Mushroom War is, even now we're not truly enlightened on what it was in Ooh, <laughs> you know? And and it's such a fuzzy picture in Farm World because we have all this multiverse shenanigans, Prismo shenanigans, which, you know, even um, the Scarab is kind of turning his nose at <laughs> when he enters the world and sees the... Scarecrow Finney's like, yeah, this thing's way off track. <laughs> uh, of course, the whole Far Wonder universe is an invention. Well, he, he can tell the things that Prismo has created, so he I, that's how he uh, identified that the Ice King robe was definitely evidence that Prismo people had traveled there. Oh, you know what? That's a good catch, right? Because that was the robe that Simon was previously wearing. So he's yep. not actually turning his nose at just what has happened in this universe, which was kind of my interpretation. <laughs> he was specifically identifying that robe that was left on the Scarecrow. Well, now my fan theory is just that Simon smells bad. I mean, he has not been prioritizing personal hygiene, so... Well, he <laughs> he was showering at the time, so he was more or less clean. I think <laughs> he had finished true. all of the soaping. <laughs> wow, oh my god, that's true. Like, the one thing I'm trying to latch onto is... Not not even true. He totally was transported buck naked from the shower. I mean, he might not have soaped everything down. We don't know. <laughs> that Well, he could have just initiated the shower. But the point is, they've, they've thought of every detail in the show. <laughs> so <laughs> they do go. put a lot of thought into it sometimes. <laughs> oh, speaking of things they put thought into, I like that... Fiona was so excited about that designer handbag she found. I, again, totally unmarred by the violence that created that skeleton and by the passage of time. And we see that uh, Lil J also has his uh, his designer handbag that he's carrying things in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, you know, why are there just these in- impeccable items hanging around? That's weird. I guess designer handbags have much less purpose in the uh, apocalypse. Yeah, you gotta look good. Well, they're clearly concerned about that. <laughs> Fiona was very keyed in on appearance. This is this is early in her adventure. She's still eager to run out there and get out there. She she hasn't quite realized what real adventure entails. She's uh, still stuck <laughs> on the on the stories. Well, she's she's still harassing <laughs> violently <laughs> just the locals to find out what she needs to know. <laughs> That, that is such a thin move. I have no idea how this works, but I'm pretty sure violence is involved. <laughs> yeah. Just grab the nearest, like, sweet people, too, you know? She could have grabbed and shook Chuzgus, but no, she trusts the <laughs> merchant throwing rhymes at her. That's just part of the adventure. You don't assault merchants. I mean, he'd probably zap her with lightning in her imagination. She probably thinks he would do that if she tried to rob him. <laughs> Except after after she realized he did not have any lightning powers, she was quite happy to retrieve her cell phone. <laughs> I just really, really like adult farm world Finn. I mean, I I really <sighs> wish he felt better, but he's just such a just such a character. Oh my gosh, it is so unfair. He wants to do the right thing, but he's just so like, nope, no magic stuff. Magic is bad, and. Also likes to protect his family. Very important to him. Yeah, I mean, you know, our Finn and Ooh never builds a family. Like, we know this canonically. So it's cool to see this alternate version who, I mean, how much is he really like Finn? He's almost an entirely different character, right? Yeah. But it's, it is cool to see this other way that Finn's life could have gone, but he's so hardened it's not the only member of Finn's family we're going to see a completely different characterization of later. Uh-huh. I, yeah, I, see, multiverse really done right. Like, I, I'm enjoying the, the fact that it's not overwhelming. Oh my gosh, look, it's the multiverse. Look at the hundred different versions of Finn that there are. But really focusing in on some specific interesting differences, right? Like, yeah. here is a Finn who went through a sort of, realistic up until you know again all the magical other universe (laughs) influences but like he's had to deal with a different kind of world he grew up with for as long as we've seen him you know a mechanical arm he is so serious about trucking he wears his truck hats over his His, you know his buddy hood yeah (laughs) this this guy is something else so i like that i uh of course want to know who his you know, who the wife who started the soup was. I really appreciate that Simon goes off on the nerdy tangent about the boat of Theseus. <laughs> so nice job, Simon. Everyone lost you. Okay, silly, silly hypothesis. Did you see how he tossed in that bubblegum into the soup? What if Finn didn't end up with somebody he normally would have ended up with in another uh, universe? Hmm? Hmm? So that was really interesting because when I first saw it, I just thought of sort of the heritage of, in Adventure Time, funky recipes, right? So, oh, throwing bubblegum into soup, you know, it's like a weird sweet additive, something different than soda. But yeah, come on. It's it's Finn and bubblegum, right? There has to be a bubblegum equivalent. <laughs> yeah, like so. I, I like to think that maybe, maybe there is a Finn out there who finally got his bubblegum, if only for a little while. 
Yeah. It's depressing. <laughs> it's post-apocalyptic, David. It can't be. It can't be happy. No, it can't be. All, all the other kids look like him. There's just the one Huntress wizard, extremely obvious one. <laughs> so, uh, you know, whatever. I. It sucks, though. Like, this Finn, of any character we've seen, deserved to keep living for his family. So I, I have no idea whenever there'll be more episodes that ever cover the farm world again. But uh, either this Finn better have lived, you know, he better have had, like, a metal encasing around his skull that, even though it could be pierced, <laughs> somehow didn't affect his brain. Doesn't seem realistic. Yeah, it, well, I don't know. This show isn't shy about blood. I think if that had gone through his skull, we would have seen some indication that there was blood coming out. Yeah, so that was just weird. Maybe it was a really clean cut. Maybe they decided to draw a line at, you know, piercing someone through the head is already so horrifically violent that <laughs> we're not going to completely alienate our audience. But yeah, he either needs to still live, you know, just ask Prismo for it again. No big deal. Or, I don't know, I guess whichever one's the oldest sibling needs to step up. <laughs> and Yeah, it is true. Prismo could, uh, once you know he's in a better situation, could start restoring things. Um, we'll see, because otherwise, if Prismo doesn't restore anything, like, this is, this is just Fiona's first step in her reign of terror. Now, this one was accidental. <laughs> this was just a scarab chasing her, causing, yeah. you know, a world to be destroyed. And to be fair, if Scarab's in the wrong here, then that makes it even more likely that the gods would yeah. you know, be willing to undo anything that Scarab influenced. Because, you know, we, we see early on, like when they turn the hot dog knight into a hot dog, uh, we see indications that the crossovers can do bad things to the universes that they find themselves inside of. But mostly it's just the devastation they cause by them and their quest and the one trying to stop it is uh, what ruins everything. Yeah, you know, even though Cake is a little reckless, it's not her fault. <laughs> yeah, she did do some damage in Chunktown. Uh, not gonna deny that she did that, but let's be fair, he was being kind of buns to her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of speaking of Adventure Time speak, I just loved the the somber, it's not our way. Yes, father. Math. <laughs> oh my gosh. There, there's just something about somberly exclaiming math to indicate happiness and <laughs> approval. That mm, it just gets me. It gets you right here, you know? It never stops being perfect. Like... <laughs> <laughs> And they don't overdo it. It's it's not like he talks how algebraic it would be to do something or anything. That's the, well, he, do, he does it a little bit more, but he, he doesn't do, he limits it. He, he he takes a little bit from here, a little bit from there. He doesn't overdo any, any of the adventure time lingo. <laughs> now, did you have any final thoughts or should I roll this out? I'm really excited for the next episode. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I, I I think uh, I think you're not the only one excited to talk about that one. But anyway, guys, that's it for us on Destiny. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Don't forget to leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. And maybe I said this last week, but if you haven't gone and listened to it yet, I mean, Sarashu have a new album. Yeah, the the people who, you know, wrote the music for the legendary Steven Universe... Their first album in 10 years, it's pretty good.
Uh, it's really good. So I just have to plug for them. Not that they need the plug, <laughs> but you know, it, it's it's cool. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.